Welcome to the Lady Palace Podcast. We are your hosts, Bella and Amanda. We're just a couple of gals who are on a mission to shake up the status quo around women's health. Come and delve into the depths with us as we start the conversations to empower, educate, create change and connect you back home into your lady house. Now it's up to every woman to know what's inside of the ovaries, the womb, every part of her vagina. They're different sizes, shapes and all colors. Life starts from a yoni straight from our mothers. Fertility. New creation and the taboo. Let's start a conversation. Your yoni is your homie, so lift her up higher. Ladies, say you're proud. I love my vagina. Woman, power, goddess, flower, lady, palace, click, click, boom. I'm a woman and my body is a temple, and my yoni is connected to my mental. All right, it's the Boom Tang Clan with Ballerina Amanda. Welcome to the first official Lady Palace podcast. <laughs> oh gosh, thank you everyone for joining us on our first official podcast. Wow, it's been a bit of a journey. We're so excited to be here. It has. It's we're finally landed. Yes, yes. We're so excited to be able to bring forth this platform of conversations all surrounding women's health and some subjects that can be considered taboo that we want to normalize and bring forth and throughout this podcast we are going to be interviewing an array of different guests in experts in their fields Um, so from the pill to puberty to sex to what it's like to be a woman in the modern world yeah absolutely we're gonna sort of leave no stone unturned Mm. and really get down and get juicy yeah yeah (laughs) and juicy (laughs) part of the juicy combos yeah love it well maybe we should start by sort of talking about why we see the need for this and what led us to creating this podcast Yes. Because I think for us it's been something that we've wanted to do for a while now because we've seen there's a bit of a gap in the conversations that women are having amongst themselves but also in the political atmosphere, in the social atmosphere, in, you know, the workplace. It's just something that's not really spoken about. And so if we're having more conversations around this and normalizing what actually goes on for women. Yes. Then that's where the ripple effects of change can start. Um, But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's so well put. That's exactly right. I think it's about creating this platform for change. So women can feel comfortable about Mm. having conversations that maybe not have been spoken of before and being able to really be women. Yeah, exactly. And talk about the things that, you know, once upon a time we might not have felt comfortable talking about with our girlfriends or our mums. But, you know, when you start to see more of these conversations out there, then you do get to, yeah, I guess. And we'll make it, and also do, we'll make it normal for you. 
Yes. Yeah. We'll be having these combos. We'll be talking with your friends. That's right. We'll be talking about vaginas. Yeah. And we'll be talking about breasts and we'll be talking all about our female anatomy and talking about the parts that have normally been silenced, Mm. have had the shh, we can't speak about this and bringing them out into the open. Yep. Definitely. And what goes on for a woman in her menstrual cycle and what that really looks like. And I guess at the end of the day, we really want to create this channel to empower women across the world with choices and with information, because when you do have that information at, you know, at your hands available, that is when you get to create those informed choices. And that is when, you then get to empower other women and there's and a bit of a empower yourself yeah. by having that education to make the right decisions that are going to suit you and are going to yes. suit your body. Yes. And I think another thing that we'd really love to touch on is at the Angia Clinic, we really talk about how our stories begin in the womb and we create, we put a lot of emphasis on our womb care and as women it's our powerhouse so to be able to create that connection again to our wombs is really important so it's a massive one maybe let's start out with talking to you about what your womb care and having that self-care with your womb what that is like for you and why do you think that's important well, it's a really great question. Um, if we look back through history, if we break the word womb down, it has the word om, mm. and om means mother creation. It was the first primordial sound of the universe. And in yogic philosophy, it translates to mother creation. Um, and in Chinese medicine, our uterus, zigong, is translated to the palace of the child. So, There's such a great emphasis around our womb. And I feel like as women, you know, we've really sort of neglected that, but it is, um, plays such a big part in our lives through all our major transitions. So the time that we're going through puberty for the time that we fall pregnant and then we give birth to our children and then the transition into motherhood. So for all these really big life chapters, our womb is our center. It's centralized. Yes. It's everything. Yes. I love that. And yeah. for me, womb care has been, it's been an integral part of my life. You know, I have a really strong connection to my womb and that's why we've decided to call the um, podcast, the lady palace Yes, uh, yes. is to bring everything back to our wombs, to our hormones and to centralize and honor. Yes our wombs that palace because it's an honoring of this space in vedic philosophy with the chakras our second chakra is our swadhisthana which is our sacral area and especially for women it's really connected to our creativity our sexuality our intimacy and so when we can live in harmony with that with all of our chakras but especially that that's really where we can find that connection to our powerhouse. And when we create that connection, there's a ripple effect in all parts of our lives. And I think as well, it's really important 
to see that a lot of women who are experiencing a disconnection to that womb space and to that real powerhouse sacral area is now where we're seeing a lot of menstrual issues because we're not developing or nourishing that connection. But as well, we're not taught how to. No, we're not taught how to. And interestingly too, um, Swati Stana trend is also, they describe it, um, the return to home. Mm. And so it's almost an opportunity every time when we connect into our wombs through our menstrual cycle, um, even through meditation, that it's we're returning home to self. Mm. And, you know, we see in clinic all the time that when women are on the contraceptive pillars, they're not having this opportunity to foster a relationship with themselves, let alone their womb, because they'd be like, oh, my gosh, there's such shock yes around oh my god if i connect into my womb what am i going to feel am i going to and particularly if you are suffering from painful periods or having menstrual discomforts that you know when we do experience trauma and pain the first reaction of the body is to shut down isn't it so contract yeah 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 but instead kind of shifting that into like expansion absolutely and Also, too, it's all an opportunity and window to look in, isn't Mm. it? It's like our menstrual cycle is really a pivotal um, time throughout a woman's life and we will be menstruating for many years, you know, a good solid, well, 13 to 47. Yeah. You do the math. (laughs) (laughs) I've smoked a bit laugh. So we would want to develop a healthy relationship with our menstrual cycle, but first and foremost, our bodies. And Yes, and we want to meet ourselves and our bodies from a space, from our heart space, but from a space of love because I feel like how we're taught growing up is we've met our bodies and our cycles with from such a place of fear. Yes. It's a fear of don't get pregnant. Like through school, that's what we learned. Just don't get pregnant, use a condom, go on the pill, this is what happens if you do have sex. Like these are the STIs you can contract. It's not from a place of empowerment and understanding your actual body and its functions. It's, it's just, all fear-based, yeah, it's isn't all it? fear-based. So to be able to shift that conversation from something that can be met with such fear into something that is from a place of love and expansion, to be able to expand your horizons and your potential for your body to thrive. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so for you, uh, sort of tell me, tell our listeners a little bit about your backstory and how you've come to be where you are and your passion for women's health. Thanks, love. Well, it's so exciting to be able to sit here today and to be in this place with you and to be able to do this podcast with you. Um, So I think, yeah, to kind of hear a little bit about our stories. So my name's Bella, for those of you who don't know. I am 26 and living in Melbourne. I My journey sort of started with all of this when I was a fresh little bubba. I was about sort of 18 months old and I had developed or I was born with chronic asthma. So severe asthma, mum took me to all these different pediatricians and they said, look, she's going to have to be on steroids and the puff for the rest of her life. That's just normal. And she won't be able to do any physical activity. Like don't expect her to be super sporty. This is just her reality. 
And I'm so grateful for the mum that I do have because she love you, Gab. Love you, Gab. She um, just said, "Look, I don't actually accept that. That's not a life that I want my daughter to lead." And questioned it, and found our beautiful naturopath healer man who gave me a concoction, this herbal concoction, and I had to drink it for about a week. And then afterwards, I had this full sort of coughing fit. Mum didn't know if it was hooping cough and then coughed up this black tar she said it was kind of like and then after that never had any trace of asthma touch wood been fine and I was a runner through school I competed in equestrian I've always been super active and I guess from that that was kind of the catalyst for our understanding of holistic naturopathic care and that's something that we have really looked up to and embraced as a family as well. Yeah, that's been our mode of, of healthcare, which has been something that we've all, you know, sort of been thriving from. So I've always had that in myself, that real respect for naturopathic care um, and definitely a respect for allopathic medicine. You know, I broke my arm when I was in year three and I had to go to the hospital So um, I think, though, it's been something that I never thought I would base a career off Mm -hmm. or that would be for myself until I finished my first degree and was at a real kind of fork in the road and really didn't want to go down that. Um, I was – I did professional communication, um, so that kind of PR, marketing side, that wasn't something that was my passion. So – I kind of questioned what I wanted to do and got into nutrition and then from there got into naturopathy and that has been incredible. But now I'm really delving deeper into the world of Ayurveda. It's just an incredible, incredible philosophy and uh, ancient medicine that has been around for over 5,000 years and the connection between mind, body, and spirit has just been that deeper layer that I'm just so drawn to. So, and what was your, what do you think was the trigger to get you there? Because I know that you have, yeah. how long have you been meditating now? For about 18 months. Wow. Almost. Yeah. So that Vedic meditation was the absolute game changer. So yes. yeah, that was man's introduced that. me to the Vedic meditation which I feel like just opens up that new level of consciousness and you start to question what's going on around you with also this really beautiful deeper connection and understanding of yourself Mm. so it's like this real calm stage but you then really question everything that goes around you so I think Ayurveda for me really answered a lot of questions that I had about the body the mind the spirit and also the philosophy of the world, the Vedas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. a beautiful, it is a beautiful medicine. It's the saying. Yeah. Like, that's what I love. You know, we've got, it's got that such ancient wisdom. Yes. And the same applies to Chinese medicine. We're a reflection of the cosmos. And we are. The, um, we are a microcosm of the macrocosm. And we are nature. Yeah. And we reflect nature and it's the same as women with our menstrual cycles. Yeah. You know, there's four seasons, there's four, well, there's four stages of our menstrual cycle. There's yeah. also four seasons. 
Yeah. Everything sort of runs in fours. Yeah, definitely. That's something that's so empowering once you kind of grasp that. Yes. Definitely. Well, Mans, can you share a little <laughs> bit about your story? Delve into well, the- <laughs> your journey. <laughs> Well, I'm almost 42 now, so I mean, I have kind of like a back catalogue of like, <laughs> how far do we want to go back? <laughs> Life stories. <laughs> Love it. So, a little bit about me is when I, I'd grown up, I'd always done sport. You know, came from a really loving, incredible family. Um, and mum, when mum um, fell sick with breast cancer. Um, she sort of had gone into Reiki and meditation. Mm-hmm. So we were exposed to Reiki and meditation and mum was always doing, you know, quite a few alternate things, um, as we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of my little sneak peek in, uh, I knew that I always wanted to help people. And so when I finished school, I started nursing And I was two years into my nursing degree and then um, I had my own sort of healing crisis. Um, I did, you know, have a drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And so for me it was coming from playing state league netball, having the world at my feet, having finished, you know, year 12, and then basically falling into this whole world of addiction Mm -hmm. and then waking up one day and not knowing who I was um, you know, 52 kilos and just an absolute mental wreck. And so I made a promise to myself. I looked into the mirror that day and I said, who's this person? Like this young girl that had so much potential has just let that go. And I was just a shadow of my former self. So I made a promise that I was going to basically get off it which I did. And so my mum took me home. Um, She helped me, mum and dad both helped me through all the withdrawals and everything. They were absolutely amazing. And I went and she took me to a naturopath and um, a Chinese medicine doctor and meeting Ken Zhao, who was funnily enough, one of my lectures at uni. um, Oh, wow. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. It was that passion. I fell in love with the Chinese culture. I fell in love with the Chinese philosophy and Chinese medicine. I was like, oh, my God, I have to go and study this. And so for me that was that catalyst. So basically um, detox for an entire year and then got my life back on track. I was 21 um, by the time I enrolled into uni to study Chinese medicine. And, you know, the rest is sort of history and I feel like we're so lucky in the sense that um, we have these moments through our lives where we question things and, like you said, you know, we're at a fork in a road, it puts us on a path and then that path unravels which leads to other paths such as, you know, meditation and nutrition. Yes. And I think a really lovely kind of reminder in all of this is, that in the universal, I believe that there are no coincidences or there are no accidents. We are always set on a path, which we might not know what it actually looks like or what's ahead of us, but all of these things that we do go through empower us and equip us with, you know, ways to handle different things even more. And especially coming into a healing modality, that's incredible to have, such a powerful transformation 
and go through something so incredible yourself to then be able to help other people through that or, you know, their own personal journey because you've really gone through that. So then to be able to pass that on to others and help them through their health, I feel like that's the most beautiful karma. Isn't it? And yeah. it's that it's a bean of service. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. And I think um, definitely what a gift yeah. that yeah. we get to keep evolving yes. and, you know, the evolution of our medicine as well, like bringing the evolution of ancient medicine into the modern world. Yes, that's it, isn't it? And to be able to have that harmony between the two that we can't have one without the other. It's the yin and the yang. Like we Western need. and Eastern it's yeah. too. It's like that you, when you merge the two, yeah. that's when you get the really powerful effects. Exactly. And that's what it's we like see coexistence, now. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. With the integrative and the functional medicine practitioners to be able to see, you know, all of the data and to have a real understanding of the body, but then to also be able to treat with holistic treatments and from a holistic perspective and to be able to live life from a you know preventative kind of measure not necessarily cure based yes so i think that's yeah huge yeah massive and so for you uh what does womb health care look like for you as a young woman yeah well to be honest i Never thought that that was even a thing. Um, Only until recently I've developed a connection to my womb. But, you know, you kind of do all the things. You eat well, you exercise and meditate and, you know, try and be a good person and kind person and do all the things that you think are right. But then I've never developed a connection to my womb. That was the missing piece for sure, Um, I think when we really connect into that space as young women, we operate from, I mean, we are told as women to connect to our brains, you know, to use our brains, to use our hearts, but little is ever said of connecting into our womb space. And like you said, that is the space of creation. That is mother creator. That is where we birth our, you know, our children, the next generations, but also metaphorically, that's where we birth our, you know, creations, whether it's projects like this podcast or Mm. different projects that we're involved with, that's where we, like, that's where it all comes from. So connecting into that space has been really powerful and having a real respect for the menstrual cycle as well is pivotal because that's what we, you know, as women each month, that's what we do go through. But instead of coming from a place of, you know, it's a burden and I've got my bloody period again. That It's a celebration. Yeah. And we are so incredibly lucky to be able to go through that. And it's a real sacred energy to go through that. So yeah. it really is. Yeah. And I Each can't month. wait to be able to pass this on to, you know, if I have children and to be able to pass that on to them, you know, boys and girls, you know, men and women that it's not just something for women to to learn about and empower themselves about, but for the fellow men out there to learn what goes on because that's where you came from once upon a time. Absolutely. The womb space. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we we're, all from, we're all from the womb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's where our story does begin in our womb and when we're in our – we're actually in our grandmother's womb when our mm. mother is um, developing – 
um, at four months, we're a uh, we're an egg growing so in our mother's wombs, grandmother's wombs. That ancestral lineage is so strong. It is. It's incredible. It's like that matriarchal line. And the thing is, when we mm. think about it, it's the bloodline that that is, that is the connection to our matriarchal line is, yes. is through, through the blood. Yes. Yes. The oh. ability to have a menstrual cycle, but then the ability also to, to be able to bring forth life. Yep. Definitely. It's really quite amazing. And interestingly enough, there was some research done and they had found that women carry one specific mitochondria in their egg. And that one specific mitochondria is to the carry on of the species. So without, no pressure, without us, without us, no pressure, right, we yeah. just wouldn't exist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to throw that in there. <laughs> totally. We are the superior yeah. beings. You know it. All right. Just that one for the record. Yes. Even though we are living in the patriarch. <laughs> There's a shift. No, definitely. There's been a massive shift. It's like we're seeing revolutions of, you know, women uh, now we're talking about our periods or the period revolution. It's like yes. menstruation matters. Yes. And I think we do say this in clinic as well. I've definitely heard you say this, that it's a privilege of choice that we get to now facilitate these conversations because in our mother's and even our grandmother's age, this wasn't something that was spoken about or it was spoken about behind closed doors and not out in the open. But now we are seeing that people are having these conversations more out in the open, you know, in the workplace, which is still in the incremental stages, but it is out there more. So I feel like it's nice to honor that this is a privilege that we do get to have these conversations and we do get to do this kind of work now that our mothers or our grandmothers might not have been able to do or to know where to start. Yeah, what a privilege. Yeah, because we're in the information age, so we do have so much more access to all different kinds of information. And with that, we now get to pass that on. But what's that saying? With great knowledge comes great responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, I'm carrying the rucksack. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We'll do do the work. (laughs) Um, And that's what I love is that I'm happy to do the work. And I think, you know, the more we, the more work we do on ourselves, the greater connection we have to ourselves. And a hundred percent. We just keep evolving. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And coming back, stripping back the layers, coming further back into ourselves, But also with that, we get to each day wake up and create our reality. Um, Yeah. With, you know, what we have been taught, but also what we have decided to incorporate into our lives. That is a really beautiful choice that we do get to create. So that's a really nice kind of reminder as well. But- so tell me, <laughs> because this is like, this is what um, we want to start talking about. So on the podcast, we're going to share with you what day we are in our cycle. Yes. And interestingly enough, all the girls at Angia, we've all started cycling together. Up, yeah. Um, I know when I, okay. And there are moments, I know that this month, just the last month, actually, I was definitely getting some PMS symptoms. I could feel myself getting a little bit edgy and that's sort of like the first time that, you know, you know, in a long time that that's happened, but that's because also too, I've had, massive changes in my menstrual cycle. So my period's always been 28 days and um, until recently 
Um, it had changed a little bit in terms of its length, but also the quality of blood. So my blood had gone to being totally my period, my period would come and then the blood wouldn't flow. And I was like, Oh my God, man, what is going on here? This is an alarm bell. So I went and had a scan and it's come back that I have adenomyosis, mm. which is, you know, more womb care for me to look in. And I know what that's got to do with. I've had some pretty, maybe I'll share in another podcast, but I've had some pretty horrific stuff happen to me when I was younger, mm. raped. And so, you know, it's like that stuff is going to surface later in life. And I thought I'd dealt with it. Um, but there's obviously some more work to be done around that. And so, yeah, I had, I was having to fish my clots out I was ha- and there was no flow. So I remember you saying that there was, it started off as stagnation. Yeah. And you thought what's going on, but how incredible to have that kind of insight and that connection to yourself that when there is that change, you straight away know that yeah. there's something up. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we want you listeners to start to have that awareness around is starting to really know your bodies, understand your bodies, notice the fluctuations and the changes that happen to your body with your menstrual cycle. And the menstrual cycle is sort of the first window in. Yes. Um, it's in Chinese medicine, the fifth vital sign. Is that correct? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so healthy menstrual cycle, healthy reproductive cycle, healthy life, basically. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I'm day seven. What about you? I'm day six. So very similar. I think we have definitely synced up um, and we bled with the new moon. No white moon. We're on the, we're not on the, we're, we've changed cycles now because we were on the new moon and now we're bleeding on the, it, the full moon, the, the full, full moon. moon, the full moon in Aquarius that was recent. I think it was about a week ago or so. Um, that's when we pretty much both started bleeding, but so that's the white cycle. Yes. Is that right? Okay. So we're, when people are normally at their most fertile on the, on the full moon, we're bleeding on the full moon, which isn't the, um, I think they say it's not the full, um, fertile cycle. The fertile cycle is new moon, bleed on the new moon and then um, ovulate on the full moon. Ovulate on the full moon. Right. Okay. So that's what we're on. We're on the white moon. So that's the fertile. Well, that's that. Um, I, to be honest, I'm not a, I don't know too much about the moons. I just know that we move in cycle with the moons. Yeah. Um, but I know that there's the black moon and these can depict different types of things and relate to particular archetypes as well. But yes, I feel like this is a podcast in itself to talk about women cycling with the moon and the white moon and the red moon and what that represents. Definitely. Well, you can do that. Yeah, let's do that for sure. Yeah. And did you have, how is your bleed? It's getting better. I'm on Chinese herbs. Amazing. And I'm having acupuncture. Okay, great. I'm seeing a naturopath as well. Um, well, and so, so it was a, it was better, but it's still not great. So did you still fully bleed? Uh, probably just little bits incrementally. Okay, it's a bit like a tap, so not a full flow. Yeah, but well, just eventually getting there. I'll get there. Yeah, I'll get back to having my two day normal two day period. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. There. There's a bit of loving to do exactly. there. Exactly, it's coming up for a reason. And what about you? How was your bleed? 
actually really good. The past sort of. Oh no, that's right. We both ate like a house. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think I was the hungriest I've ever been. And I went into clinic the next day and I said, Mans, please tell me that there is some kind of anecdotal or clinical research that your bleed actually increases your metabolic rate, which is true, ladies. So we are meant to eat and nourish ourselves and I mean, I probably went a little bit overboard, but... <laughs> well, the That's menstrual okay. cycle remodels, like the endometrial lining remodels. And if we haven't conceived, then um, the proteins change mm-hmm. and they remodel to glycogen, which then increases the metabolic rate, which means we need to be eating more sugars or not like good... Um, wholesome foods, but that's why we can get those cravings because the body's then getting ready to shed the lining and get rid of all the cytokines and the inflammation. And they call it the debris and they also call it like necrosis. So it's like Mm. the death of ourselves. So yes, as you were saying, it's an opportunity for the death of a, you know, an honoring of an end of a cycle for a new one. Yeah. And it's at, that time in our cycle, that's where women detox as yeah. well. It's our detox phase. So it's not necessarily something that we breeze through and honoring that time of rest. And, you know, if we actually have given ourselves from after ovulation, that kind of preparation into menstruation, if we're doing all of the right things and if we're staying in tune with the cycles, then when we come up to our menstruation, it's going to be a lot more of a flow kind of yeah. state, which is really beautiful to see. But yeah, I felt great, just hungry. <laughs> so that's good. I, I ate and I nourished and I rested. <laughs> and we had chocolate stashes too. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. Always, always got to do that. Oh, um, I love that. But that's something that, yeah, we're going to be asking our female guests each each episode, what cycle they're on and where they're at. So I think that's a nice kind of also invitation for you ladies listening as well to check in. And if you don't have a cycle tracking app to download one now, there's a few we can link to the show notes in the, um, in the podcast. So you know what to download and each week when we tune in and we release a new podcast, you can see where you're at. Um, and emotionally as well. And so, so starting to bring in that real sort of cycle awareness. Yeah, definitely. Cycle awareness to where you are and how your moods are and moving in tune with your body and yeah. the cycles. Yeah. I think that's a podcast in itself, the seasons and the cycles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing one of those. Yeah. Exciting. Um, so stay tuned ladies. There's going to be some incredible guests that we are going to be interviewing to bring forth some incredible knowledge and some takeaways and tips to enhance your vitality and well-being. And at the end of the day, to come back into harmony with yourself and to be able to pass this on. So to be able to create a ripple effect for the community, but more specifically women. And changing, changing up the status quo towards women's health and really, you know, talking about those topics that we, we kind of hide behind and yeah. And we want to open the doors and scream it from the rooftops. Open your legs. I'm bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) 
So stay tuned, ladies, and we will you'll hear from us soon with the next podcast. So to end it, we're going to do a little bit about which we do want to give a shout out to We, we Gift Wrap Legends. We gave them some words and they basically composed um, the start of our podcast. Uh, so that you would have heard at the start. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, yeah. Christina. Thanks, Absolute guys. legends. So to end with it, we'd like to say glit, glit, woof. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.